Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Will we be grabbing two jugs or will we be walking to a breast? Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's September the 27th in the year of our Lord. What's the year of our Lord, Matthew Greg? Every year is the year of our Lord. What's you... the year of our Lord? Oh, but the specific one. Yes. The specific year of our Lord that we're talking about today <laughs> in the Smackdown Cultaholic Classic. Wrestling, cultaholic, wrestling podcast, wrestling talk, long watch, long podcast. Yes, that one. 2001. Yeah! Oh, he's done it! That was the safest run around an office I've ever seen. There's so many wires and trips, it's like pitfall. I know, right? I was very careful. <gasps> Space Odyssey. Here's the podcast this week. It's 10 seconds long <laughs> due to the fire caused by Clumsy Tom. Yes, Clumsy Tom has entered the chat. The number one song in the UK is DJ Otzi's Hey Baby. Ah, oh, I want to know if you'll be my girl. That's right, him. <laughs> no, not him. That was one of the bad guys from Powerpuff Girls. No, yeah, him, the Norwegian boy. <laughs> yeah, it was rather popular around this time. It's a cover version of the... Classic song from way back when. In 02, it was re-released, but it became the unofficial theme song for the 02 FIFA World Cup, where it remains in many people's heads to this day. Looking at you, UK crowds and the Baileys around. <laughs> uh, the official music video features large groups of people singing along to the song in a taxi at different times, interspersed with DJ Otzi singing in a TV screen. An animated music video was also produced featuring a cartoon version of DJ Otzi performing with a band of robots whilst trying to woo a princess. Woo, woo, woo. Let us know this song was recorded in 2001 about telling us so. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The week that, the, as you say, like the number one UK Bailey chant was released upon mm. the world. How old would Bailey have been in this year? She's probably been about 10 or 11, wouldn't she? If that, amazing. Yeah. She had no idea. That song was going to haunt her for the rest of her career. Her dad's like reading the newspaper going, ooh, have you seen the number one song in the UK? It says here in the New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) Big picture of DJ on on the front. Hey, Bailey. What? Oh, that's out. No, come up. Your your supper's ready. (laughs) I love... That's got in Young Bailey, the TV series. That scene is definitely going to happen. It's going to look shocking. 
I did love when they were chanting it in Cardiff at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. She was like, I won't be your girl. No. We still love you anyway. Play along. We refuse to heel turn on you, Bailey. It's disrespectful to cheer the bad guys. <laughs> Couldn't give a damn. <laughs> we're okay. Mate. We haven't got any standards. Uh, <laughs> we got. You're in the UK. You're in England. You're in the UK. No, you're in Wales. Yeah. You're in the UK. We've got no standards in the UK. Hey. Yeah. Go on, proud hometown lad, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Do it yeah. for Clan Fab of Giggle It's pretty all right, actually. Uh, Macy Gray's The Id is the number one album in the UK. The Tom Morello mix of My Nutmeg Fantasy was included in the <laughs> soundtrack of the OT Spider Man. That's what it says here. You're making this up. Macy it right Gray, there in the, the tin. AI is the number one film in the UK box office. I saw this as a kid. Uh, I don't know why I copy pasted people's reactions to it because I'll just tell you what I thought it was rubbish. Oh. More Spielberg than Kubrick, although Kubrick would have wiped his ass all over over this. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I thought it was fine. I, I feel uh, like it was it was two people's visions, and and it was so that, that's always going to be the case, isn't it? When you start drawing one thing and then somebody else finishes the drawing for you, it's always going to be slightly off kilter. Yeah. So it's always going to be the case. But how how uh, appropriate. That uh, this week, people are troubled by AI uh, in the same week that uh, Nothing Forever got taken off Twitch forever. You're <laughs> not seen Nothing Forever. Is that the Seinfeld it's the thing. Seinfeld thing. Oh, yes. In that case, I know Great. exactly. Hmm. Great times. Yeah. We clearly learned nothing from the decades of stories, <laughs> fiction, films, TV, cartoons saying, uh, robot bad. I loved telling Alex the genuine truth because I told because I showed her. We'll get to this in a second. I showed her that uh, Seinfeld Forever AI thing, and she was like, "What's the point?" I was like, it's just, <laughs> "I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good question to ask. What is the point?" I said, "It's just people can do it, and now they can." So when I told her why I got taken off because it started making transphobic jokes, she went, "Yeah, but someone's done that, haven't they?" I said, "No, no, it's a known fact that if you same way if you leave monkeys to type." For an infinite amount of time, they'll eventually write Shakespeare. If you leave AI on, on long enough, it starts making really offensive jokes. And it doesn't this know it's happened. offensive. This is It's happened. incredible. What, it's obviously bad. The jokes are awful. But how amazing, like how fascinating that is rather than amazing. You know what I mean? It's fascinating. Oh, no, I don't know what I mean. It is. Yeah. It's, it's also terrifying and sad in a way. Like, yeah, terrifying, sad, fascinating, <laughs> all things. I like the one that was doing the fake AI uh, where it was you talk to people and they pretend to be like the oh. fake people. So you ask questions. It's just like, oh, are you so and so? And it was, um, what's the name? Wilheimer? Will, oh, that's what? not right. I'm getting a name completely wrong here. Isn't, um, that, isn't, that, the, isn't that the board game where you play no, as little no, soldiers? God and damn you it. Fight. Shut up. The, uh, <laughs> that's, that's Warhammer. The guy who produced the nuclear bomb, what was his playing? Uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I was so close. And it's just like, hi, it's me, Oppenheimer. And you just type it, say the line. It goes, now I'm become death. He's like, yay! <laughs> His catchphrase. Where else on the internet will you find a podcast that starts off talking about DJ Oitzi and then three minutes later it's talking about Oppenheimer? <laughs> yeah. You I won't. Know. I know we could find plenty of that start off talking about. still in the intro. <laughs> the first 30 minutes of fucking college football, so it could be worse. <laughs> Uh, this week saw the debut of the Saturday show on BBC One, but the audience of 800,000, a.k.a. what AEW is probably going to do this week, the first Ooh. edition fails to match the 1.9 million tuning in to its ITV counterpart, SMTV Live. Mm. Nothing is touching that right now. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Michael Owen signs a new four-year contract with Liverpool with a 70 grand weekly wage, making him the most highly paid player in the club's history. He should have stayed there. Uh, I've said this many times. 
Silent Hill 2, which I'm currently playing on Steam. You stream. are indeed. Steam stream. Steam stream stream. You're on Twitch. On now. Right? Yes, Twitch to Twitch. And so far, I don't think it's as good as Silent Hill 1, so it's funny everyone says it's the best one, but hey-ho, I'm not that long into it, so we'll see. Uh, that's also getting remade. It is, Ooh. isn't it? Yes. Someone else having a go at that one. They certainly are. I don't know why we do it. But the big news this week is the debut, I'm ready for this, of the Gateshead Millennium Bridge. It's the bridge of this week! Yeah. It was the first tilting bridge ever to be constructed. Uh, structure was conceived and ooh, and designed by architectural practice Wilkinson Iyer and structural engineering firm Gifford. Why am I even saying these names? The bridge is sometimes called the Blinking Eye Bridge or the Winking Eye Bridge due to its shape and its tilting method. I've never heard anyone call it that. I've heard it called the Blinking Eye Bridge because sometimes you look at it for too long and you go, ah, oh, my blinking eye. Oh. Yay! No, Tom, no, not the lights! Whatever show, whatever budget the show had, it's now gone out the window. It's, it's now gone to the dark. No, Tom, stop running around, please. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, say your famous line breaks the set. <laughs> yeah. Say your famous line breaks everything and cries. But that was what was happening in the wonderful world of 2001 in Realityville. But what was happening on the little street just adjacent to it, known as Wrestling Land? Those questions. And all the other things you didn't want to think about can only be answered right here. The Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, joined as always by Mr. Tom Campbell and his assistant, Mafu. Tom, how are you doing? Mate, I'm good. At time of, uh, as you're hearing this, we are just a few hours away. If you're, if you're listening to this as it's dropped, boom, we're just a few hours away from Cultaholic Live. Oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? It's going to be great. What a great time. I know, it's so funny though. Just Live. I love the anticipation of this. I'm buzzing at the little buildings in Usburn. It's me, it's you, it's Jack Atkins, it's Sam Driver. Crisis on Infinite Arseholes Live. I'm going to reveal here what we're watching. I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I'm going to reveal it here. We're all getting together and we're watching Royal Rumble 1995. Yeah! Wait, yes! what? No, no, there's yes! a horrible idea. <laughs> the. The shittest rumble, the shortest rumble, Bulldog from start to finish. What more do you need? <laughs> Bulldog's in it at the beginning, Bulldog's in it at the end, and in the middle of this delicious crap sandwich is just so much shit filler. It's ah. this year rumble, it was the quickest rumble ever, because apparently the, they knew that the roster was so shit at the time, they just literally just want to get the rumble done. Just get it done. <laughs> oh. Get it done. What a good idea <laughs> from a bad idea. year. Great idea from a bad year. Uh, that'll be live. Desert Island Graps live with Lana Austin. Progress oh, Women's good. Champion, Lana Austin. We're having a live Desert Island Graps with Lana. Uh, there's going to be Bingo from Adam Petiti. And the Cold Talk Podcast, Big Question, is going to be live as well. You're going to be... Oh, great. You're going to be... <laughs> You mean that bit that we throw together at the end of every podcast as an hell, afterthought? Hell that yeah. live! Hell yeah. And you know what, Tom? You know what's even best? We've sold it out. Sold out. I didn't sell out. I bought in. Yay! <laughs> Which means I can eat this week. Yeah. Yay! Thank you for selling out Coldholic Live. No doubt we'll do another one because we sold this one out. Unless it goes. No, we won't. Unless it goes terribly wrong. In which case we won't. <laughs> but we will do. So I'm up for that. I'm excited about that. Away from that. Permit me for being late to the party here. I started playing Stanley Parable last night. Oh. Started playing the Stanley Parable. 
I can see what that a, being right up your alley. Yeah, it truly is. I, I, Sam Driver said, you and Alex will love the Stanley yes. Parable. So I played it last night. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. It's so good. Um, it's just the like new version. Yes, the ah. Ultra Deluxe Edition. Uh, there is, I don't know whether it's in the original, I doubt it's in the original version, but the Ultra Deluxe Edition um, features, I don't want to give it too much away, but the, this, the, the skip forward ending, and uh, I don't know, because you, you stream Stanley Parable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do the skip forward ending? Remind me, skip forward. Uh, without spoiling it too much, it's where um, you, they finally introduce a, a skip button for the narrator. And you keep oh, pressing I think I did that one. No. Oh, oh, it's no. really, oh, oh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's, it's, it really made me feel quite bleak. <laughs> oh, there are minutes. It goes yeah. from happiness to satire to bleakness in quick succession. It bounces around a lot, doesn't it? Like mm. Alex was like, I think I like this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was just like, what a, what, a, what, a, what a fun little time we had playing yeah. that, playing the Stanley Parable. So I enjoyed that this week. I know I'm very late to the party. But I, I did enjoy that this week. So you're like 18. Oh, yeah. How dare you be behind the times I'm, as I'm playing Silent Hill 2 for the first <laughs> time. <laughs> All right, you caveman. Um, we, um, oh, last since we last spoke, you came to my surprise birthday Yay. party. So thank you for that. That was lovely. Yeah, what a lovely little treat that was. It was one of the highlights of the night. Well, not just seeing you being so happy and Alex being so happy, but because the other cults showed up. Yeah. Of a term. The main ones did. And it was great because Alex is clearly not a huge gamer. Um, so Sam was like, oh, you, you're trying to figure out what to play, are you? Great, great. What do you like? Well, I'm not much of a gamer. I just want something simple. All right, all right, all right. I recommend Metal Slug. <laughs> all right. Did Alex wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. All you, all you do is run, you jump. It's, it's dead simple. I'm like, look at Sam, no. <laughs> no. I do believe at some point they played Outrun together. That's fair enough. I mean, that's, I think I think Al go, runs go a forward good show. and turn and avoid the crowd. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you. That was. I think Alex organised all that. Alex just sent up the beacon and went. I want to surprise Tom for his, yeah. for his birthday. Can we all meet at NQ sixty four? I was like, yeah, lovely. Yeah. And we did. And what a lovely night that was. I had that thing was like, oh, didn't I realize you guys were open like all week now? I thought it was just the weekends, and they were like, no, I've been open for a while. It's, it felt very quiet. No, no, I no. enjoyed that it was quiet, but I was also sad that it was quiet. On a Tuesday, I know. On a Tuesday get, night, it's like I get yeah. nervous when it's when people when lovely places like that are quiet. I get nervous. I'm like, oh, I'll just be busy all the time, so you can oh, make all the money. I know, but it was lovely. So Alex took me out for a bit of dinner at my, one of my favourites in town, and then went, oh, we'll go to. Oh, where did you go? I went to a place called. Um, it's fallen right out of my head. Isn't that embarrassing? One of your favorite places. Dabawal. There it is. Dabawal on the high bridge. I love Dabawal. It, it's a lovely Indian restaurant. It's beautiful. Uh, went there on the high bridge. On the high bridge, yeah. Uh, I think there's two double wells. There's a, I like the one on the high bridge. So we went there for dinner, and, we, and it's just literally like about two, 20 yards from NQ64. So she went, Oh, we'll go to the NQ, we'll, we'll go to NQ64 if you want. She's got some tokens. And I went, I remember even saying uh, to her, I'm a bit tired, I'm, I'm happy just uh, to call it. And she went, No, we'll go and have a bit there. And like, she told me after, she said, I was so annoyed when you said you wanted to come. Uh, yeah. No, don't you want <laughs> to go? Do you want to go on two games? No, I don't. But yeah, so um, off we go for my 39th year around the sun. Oh, I've been the double wall in Gosforth, but mm. not being the one. I don't know. That was Tubman and Japan's uh, going away thing. Ah, so he likes double wall uh, too. Oh, it was lovely. It's really nice double wall. God, in, <laughs> we're not sponsored by double wall, by the way. But anyway, can we be? We'd, I'd love to. I'd love to be. I'd love yeah. to be. Anyway, like I, that crappy NV64. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, my friend? Just busy as always. Um, just sorting my life out. And I have uh, I heard a great quote that was 
I think it's from some Roman or Greek emperor, and they know a thing or two about saying something smart than dying horribly, so <laughs> I'm one for two so far, uh, is if you can't control what happens in the world, but you can control the effect the things the world have on you. Mm. So I got myself so worked up at the fact that I'm like, oh, I still don't have a properly sorted out. Oh, all the places are crap that I can afford. Oh, all this, all that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, and? If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm in an exactly. all right place. Myself so, I get myself worked up over nothing. I'm so easy done that. It's a bit, there's a pressure that comes with getting older. That you have to hit certain pointers and hit certain markers. Yeah. Well, sometimes, though, these markers exist in your head. Mm-hmm. There's no one a, ever died because of a deadline. Society, society pressures. Uh, and, you know... Social media has a lot to answer for. I'm sure we ramble on about this a few times. How like you look online and you see everybody living their best life, yeah. but you're they're putting on their greatest hits. So of course you're going to be comparing, you know, your shit day to somebody going, "Here I am at Niagara Falls and I've just bought a house and here's my three yeah. kids and here's a million pounds in my bank yeah. account." Like, of course you are. And you know what? It's it's funny that the I know that my I'm feeling better, and one of the things I'm doing to make that better is because my phone tells me. You use your phone three hours less than you did last week. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm in a good mood. Interesting. Oh. So I do check it. It's people like, well, Matthew, you know all about the drama. I'm like, no, I don't. Ah. No, I don't. Good night. <laughs> wow. What a treat that is. I yeah. Think I think that's worth trying. I think we all turn our phones off for a bit. Yeah. Except if you're using it to listen to this, then turn it off after. <laughs> yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah, don't go, don't go, da-da. Because yeah. where else would you get places where we now fill you in uh, uh. with the the uh, the mailbag? Good shout. Uh, quick question from the mailbag from Ivan Rock. Hello, Ivan. Who says, what if the relaunch of WCW went ahead instead of the invasion? Which three superstars, uh, a tag team you can count as one, would you remove from WWF and transfer to WCW? And would you change their gimmicks? So give us an example. Kane... Uh, he would say he would keep us a spooky. He would make a spooky monster that just destroys wrestlers for no reason. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, the prodigal son, returning to WCW. I like that. And Test, i.e., the chosen one who will be immediately involved in the World Heavyweight Title picture and win the WCW title at the first pay per view. <laughs> wow! What a, what a work that is. He really gives it some socks for Test. Gives him security guards, rides a limo, an entrance performed by ACDC, fireworks, special ring announcer. He traded in his N64 for a PS1, defeated <laughs> Omega Weapon in Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, I still believe in Test, and I love Final Fantasy VIII. Bite me, Matthew. Ivan Rock from Manila in the Philippines. Oh, Ivan Rock, I love you. <laughs> Send it over to Philip for me. Um, <laughs> hey! Yeah, God. Uh, so who would you move? I like what he's done there. I love yeah. that. Test is so good in 01. He's the man of 01. Mm. If Kane was the man of 00, <laughs> 2001 is Test's year. So I like having him there because there's no way in hell he's headlining WWF. So yeah, that's that's why the brand split was good for people like him. It's like, well, we're not going to put you at the top of the card here. Yeah, he benefits from you know it. what? SmackDown would love you. you know. Mm. So I can see that going well. Um, I put Booker T back away from The Rock. Just keep them away from him. No, no, this is if the, if, the, if the split happened. So, like, WCW is its thing there. Yeah. WWF is its thing there. Yeah. So, WC, so, so, Class Booker T is originally on the roster for WCW. Oh, oh, so oh, oh, oh. Existing WWF guys, if I've got this right, Ivan, existing WWF guys who you move over to the ah. WCW brand to bulk it up a little bit. Right. So, for example, okay. so, yeah, I, one of mine, I would say, is Raven, because Raven's already on the WWF roster, but I'll move him over to WCW. Again, like a, a similar thing to Jericho, like the prodigal son returning, bit of a get you know, get some flock behind him, give him a much beefier push. I think in a in a thin 
within a roster, he might become a thing. So okay. I'd pick Raven as one of mine. I'd do that, and I'd do Mike Awesome. Nice. No, Awesome's, Awesome's on WCW side already. He's already oh, God, there, yeah. isn't he? I'm doing a horrible job of this, you, aren't you're I? You're doing all right, brother. You're doing all right. Because they're all just WF guys at this point. He's on the so, WWE yeah, side yeah. already. Uh, so think, of the, think of the roster for the WWF pre-purchase of WWE. Tajiri. Tajiri, there you go. Tajiri's you go. one. So Tajiri, you can bump over to Dub C Dub. Yes. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm going to move over from WWF to WCW. I'm going to move... I'm going to move the... I'm going to move the Hardy Boys... That's fair enough. I feel like, as whilst they are stars in WWF, I feel like it'd be interesting to give them a little bit of a mix-up with the WCW guys. They already mm. have some friends over there uh, in the form of like Shane Helms, Shannon Moore, etc. Yeah. They pop them over there. Uh, again, beef up the tag division. So the Hardys will be one for me. Mm. So I've got Raven and the Hardys are moving over that I've way. got a lot of confidence in pulling Boy and O'Hare right now. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's oh. why... Well, you and Jim team... Ross have got something in common. <laughs> and it could be, like uh, you know... There could be some other tag teams that needed uh, dealing with in WCW. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Big bra, big bra. Mm. You know what? I think I'll go with the big brain over here. Who oh. has some news about Mr. Dave Meltzer's reports of what was happening right now. What mm. did happen to that other WCW tag team that impressed so heavily at the last pay-per-view? Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, thank you for your question, by the way. Uh, Classicacultaholic.com if you'd like to send over yours. Uh, Chronic! Had a stinker last time we were together for the Unforgiven 2001 watch along. You and I and Matthew, Greg and I, we all saw that happen. Uh, now, they had a little meeting the day after a Monday Night Raw with Jim Ross <laughs> called into Jim's office. Hello, Jim. It's Brian and Brian. Oh, come on in, Brian and Brian. Um, I imagine it was like it was one of those awkward loans like, like... Hey, pal. They were sat down and they saw Jim Ross coming towards it and they were like, oh, fuck, are we done? And they do that thing where they pretend to look at something like, well, look at this table. <laughs> wow, is this a wooden table? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, hey. And then Jim it. Ross sits down and kind of does that thing where he rubs his eyes like, all right, lads. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So, slight change of plan. <sighs> it's at this meeting before Monday Night Raw that Jim Ross tells Brian Adams and Brian Clark, we're going to send you to OVW for a bit of quote-unquote seasoning. Because <laughs> uh, uh, reports have come back. Undertaker has essentially played his face up and gone, shit. Uh, and, and it's, you know what? You don't need Undertaker to say that, to know that. We watched the match. And it wasn't as bad as, you know what? The, you know, the Mandela thing makes you think that the match was, a, was a, a, a shit fest from start to finish. It started off all right. Certainly been worse. But near the end, it fell apart. And it was just enough of, of a shit to annoy the, right, the wrong people. Uh, so... Jim Ross suggested, hey, we're going to send you guys down to OVW. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Send them to Heartland Wrestling Association. I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, HWA, yeah. I apologize. So send them to HWA for a bit of seasoning. Uh, Brian Adams and Brian Clark consider this option for all of nine seconds before going, actually, now nah, we're just going to quit. <laughs> we're going to go. Wait, I thought Brian Adams stayed, but Brian Clark went, nah, I'm, I've got more respect for myself than that. Ah, see, I... Brian Adams definitely, a.k.a. Crush, definitely stays for around for a bit because he has got any other options. So, okay, so Clark goes, I'm off, yep. take it easy. And Brian Adams goes, I'll go. But then even even so, in a few weeks' time, they just go, yeah, don't worry about it. I think Adams stays for a while, I'm not sure. Because okay. Power Sam used to report the news and stuff, and they would get really annoyed that Brian Adams beat Shark Boy on the show. Oh, right, so he the, does the go The talented Shark Boy. Oh, <laughs> 
Uh, the observer says the word that we got is they claim they quit and one company source says they were dumped, but details weren't confirmed other than they are gone just after three weeks and they called up to uh, and they had called up to try and get rebooked in the late October Russo tour of Australia. The so, Russo so, tour so, of Australia? There was a, do you remember the... Um, it, you mean WWA? I think like, it was WWA. I think it was WWA. Russo didn't have anything to do with that. I think that's something that got changed later on, but... Mm, but he was definitely involved. <laughs> Russo takes Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot on Australia, bro. Bro, swerved you. I'm going to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Zealand, not as good as New York. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's what he did. So either way, we won't see Chronic back on WWF television. Again. Yeah, that's one thing we can confirm, that's which means Brian Clark is one of the most fucked on guys by the system. <laughs> he truly Let's see. is. He gets squashed by Earthquake at WrestleMania 10, and then Earthquake fucks off before that feud really properly finishes and goes to WCW with Hogan. Then he's beaten by Mabel in the King of the Ring qualifier uh, after being told or alleged that he was going like, to have the IC title at one point. Uh, that's when Scott Hall... Oh, they told uh, Adam Bomb, yeah, great finish. Um, Diesel's going to be doing that yeah. now. Cut. So then Scott Hall goes up to him because he's got the Adam Bomb tattoo and then Scott Hall, very unceremoniously, just went, should I put ED on the end of that? Oh. Adam Bomb. <laughs> then he goes to WCW Um and becomes he wrath. Becomes wrath. And then Kevin Nash just beats him for no reason when he's on the winning streak. Master of the Powerball match. Just completely fucked. Uh, then he's taken out of WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> and he comes back. That's the shittest match of the year with his mate. <laughs> with friends like this. <laughs> and he's fucked up again. Absolutely. I, I, I feel for the lad. What I'll say is, right, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, Desert Island Graps with Brian Clark. If you, have, if you didn't hear it last year, he was on last year. He's a sweetheart. He's got a lovely dog. Yeah. He's a lovely man. Apparently he showed up to one of those, um, like, watch watch the show, maybe watch the Rumble, I think. Uh, things, I think, one of the Cult Height Wrestling fans put in the Cult Height Wrestling fans' Facebook, which makes sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And it was like, Adam Bomb was there, and you had the little, like, fuzzy Adam Bomb. Yeah, he's, bombs. he sells them online. Yeah. I'm buying like, an Adam Bomb bomb. Great, mate. Yeah. Bomb, 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 bomb. Just keep away from Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, keep, throw bombs at him until he leaves. Uh, some more sad wrestling news. Uh, not only is Chronic done, but so is Wrestle Express. So, hang on, wait a minute. I know, right? So we've talked briefly about uh, a UK-based show, sort of from the ashes of the the Monday Night Wars, uh, called Wrestle Express. It was set to take place in Coventry. Um, Dave Meltzer says a decision is expected just after press time on the future of Wrestle Express in Coventry, England. I'd figure it's almost a sure thing. It isn't going to happen. Some of the talent pulled out over the idea of flying over there for just one date. This is, of course, also in the wake of September 11th. Where oh, people yeah, have, yeah. there is a genuine, a gen, a general anxiety about flying. Mike Tenay had to pull out because it appears he'll have to move house in Atlanta that weekend. Conan, Uventu Guerrero, and Psychosis were told they would re they would be released from their commitment and could book themselves on the Russo tour in Australia. Boom. There it is again. Which is pretty much a confirmation the show is not going to happen on that date. Although at press time, the promoters in the UK had not made a final decision. I love how. Whenever these major shows seem to happen in the UK, like everybody else announces that it's done before the promotion does. And again, just to skip ahead, uh, it did happen. It did happen. Yeah, on a much, much lower base than what it was scheduled to be. Because it was scheduled to be basically what 1PW was later on with like mm. like names shitting out of its ass. Uh, and instead just was just a show that happened to have, I think Carino in the end was the flyout. 
we were promised RVD and Henning and Earthquake and this and that and yeah, get Hoover Dude, Conan, etc. It's like, yeah, go Carino. <laughs> so it does change shape. We'll talk oh, about it. Oh, if only it had been a few weeks later, they could have had Brian Adams and Clark. Oh. <laughs> By the way, shout outs to whoever emailed, or was it emailed? Yeah, to say that the Chronic match featured their best or favorite uh, talk too much moment. Oh, it did. Yes, yes. Yeah. Someone did say. Because then we've got, because I put it online um, with the original audio from the broadcast. Uh, and obviously, yeah, you can hear. Go on. Um, was it, it just, it's, it cut just me seems- off. Cut me off. Fuck. Does the hor- worst jawbreak you've ever seen in your life. Then Undertaker just, fuck. <laughs> uh, but then the f- other one that I forgot about was when the Undertaker makes a hot tag and he punches one of them and the one's not up yet. So he's saying, feed. Come on. Because <laughs> he's almost like saying, guys, this is wrestling. Can this you is basic do wrestling. something? Uh, that's why we don't see them again. Undertaker shouted at them. Feed. Come on. <laughs> You uh, yelling at Felix was not eating the dry stuff. <laughs> Just some MECW bollocks. Oh my god. Wrestle Express, Chronic, mm. and now MECW. Oh, Hello. The, mate, there's there's one more banger to come, don't you worry. According to a story by Bob Ryder. Oh, hey, RIP. Yep. The mysterious Canadian financial backer of MECW is John of John Collins. Uh, sorry, John Collins, who's behind MECW. His mysterious financial backer is Gary W. Stroud, age 55, who had a restraining order, an asset freeze put on him in June for an alleged investment swindling operation. The Boo. <laughs> Get yourself to the Rousseau's tour. tour of Australia <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> The SEC's complaint charged Stroud with a scheme of fleecing 2,200 investors worldwide of approximately $1 million through operation of fictitious businesses, claiming all of the businesses were pure shams. The complaint stated that Stroud targeted people known to have been defrauded in other investment schemes. MECW appears to be history at this point, leaving behind a trail of bounced checks and young wrestlers hoping for a job, as well as veterans thinking they were the ones who were conning the money mark out of the money. Hang on, nah, hang on. Nah, nah, nah. Just to check that again. He specialized in frauding people who had already been defrauded. Yes, double downing on the frauders. Is it like, oh, you won't, won't get fooled again? Like, I, <laughs> wow. I know, and right? It worked, apparently. The, 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 the balls to do that. <laughs> to go, oh, you got frauded. Don't worry, I'm here to help you. No, yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I guess someone's going, well, someone's not going to fraud me again when my guard's up. And then they would. It's like the audacity. Amazing. Uh, the plan shows this coming weekend have been cancelled. So you'll be sad to hear. Um, so that's not so. MECW is, is, is in the dirt. Well done, MECW. Because you're backed by a fraudster. Excellent. I don't work. believe it. I don't either. Um, okay. Jeremy Borash is trying to put together a summer tour of Trinidad. <laughs> the Jeremy Borash <laughs> tour of Trinidad. And if there's time, Tobago. <laughs> If they can't make it, they'll to Bay stop. What is with these tours? <laughs> God, <it's so> <laughs> Jerry Borash hoping to headline a tour of Trinidad. <laughs> what the fuck is using this? using Buff Bagwell and Road Dog as headliners? <laughs> fucking oh, one is a fever dream. It is a fucking. It's like the World Wrestling Federation, for all intents and purposes, has its shit together, and it's like outside the walls of this palace. It's just fucking. Carnage, carnivores, chaos. But like the Jeremy Borash tour. Why? <laughs> I don't think the, it's hang on. the Jeremy Borash tour. Jeremy Borash. <laughs> his his name is like Stephen King's name on his books, and underneath also Buff Bagwell wrote books. 
the Jeremy If Porter. there's time, Lutez. <laughs> if there's time, Lutez. Oh. <laughs> Turns out it's one of these like craft 80s bands that's really popular in one place. Go, Borash, Borash. <laughs> Brian Dixon is <laughs> the Brian Dixon tour. <laughs> Where? Brian Dixon's All Star Wrestling Tour uh, begins once again in October and is set to be headlined as advertised. By Davey uh, Boy Smith. This is just the greatest hits now. This is the Coolaholics Black Album, this it new section. It? Jesus We're getting all Christ. the bangers in. He's back, baby. He's back. Bulldog's well, Bulldog's still in the back. UK. That's normal, but Bulldog is is actually touring all that wild. Bulldog's back, baby. Come on. Get amongst it. Uh, some WWF flavored news. Uh, they won, they're having a meeting. Uh, they're scheduling a meeting for next month with Jerry Toot. AKA the wall. the wall. They like the wall. Uh, he was in the. He was now planned to be in the original group of signees. He was let go when they discovered that he had a drug addiction that had surfaced. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think now he's at a point where he's coming clean. So they're going. Once you're sorted, we'll have a chat with you. And you know what? Big lad, low salary. That's an obvious win for Dub Dub F, isn't it? Mm. Big lad, not cost too much money. We My can God. make him our own. What's What's the hedge doing the here? Hedge! Because he's big and green, not a wall. <laughs> like a wall, but not. <laughs> the Hedge, touring America. <laughs> the Hedge is tour of America. Does he play guitar with you soon? Tiny little bit on, um, on, the, on some other changes to the WWF, and then we'll get into SmackDown. Uh, the New York Times did an interview with Linda McMahon. What's they, there what, you go. We're having too much of a good time. Slow down. Put the uh, put the podcast in the headlock. Go on. What did once they what did electricity Linda have to say? <laughs> once they found the on button, she spoke. <laughs> AI Linda said so transphobic, and they switched her off. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck the Seinfeld AI. Mm. Linda's been the uh, AI mm. that's been running for years. I love this week that Dave Meltzer randomly took a shot at her. Did you see that? No, he's blocked so me. Like, what was, happened? I think he put uh, somebody put like um, what's it like name the name the world's favorite robot or something. <laughs> quite retweeted Linda McMahon. <laughs> wow! Just pictured just pictured Meltzer as Partridge going, "You robot." Oh. I've yeah, been, reading, been reading when I've been born, can't see the, uh, some of the old wrestling reserve flashbacks, and old Saki Dave had a bit of a step on his step back in the day. He said, about the 80 way in 89, says the, the, cr the crowds are so low and the, the, all the goodwill's been burned. Quote, Jesus Christ with an Etch-A-Sketch couldn't draw for them right now. <laughs> you know what? When he's when he's got a bee in his bonnet, he's really good. Is Dave? <sighs> why did you get blocked by Dave? <laughs> why did Why did because, the man behind Botchamania get blocked name, by Dave? Because username I like Jason. Um, did I, you know the lads watching the big football? And they'll go yeah, and it's been a usage for the meme. He did that for Ocado revealing he had long tights on. Um, <laughs> and someone quote tweeted go, when I had Melter going, is this real? And Melter replied, yes, it is. Oh. It was shown on CCTV around Japan. And oh. I went, ha ha, Dave. And he realized he'd been done. And uh, he blocked Jason and he blocked me for laughing at him. Oh, no. Oh, Dave. <laughs> I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's real. 
That's real. Yeah! <laughs> my favourite. Throwing beers up in the air. Yay! I can't as well long tight. That is that your favourite one of like the the the, the memes with the the crowd cheering? Oh no no. Uh, my second. The one you're probably the one you're about to say is um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. Yes. And Tiny Tim, who did not die. Yay! Yes! Yes! MEC Dub. MEC Dub. <laughs> the Tiny Tim one just fucking kills me every year. Who did not die? Yeah. Yes! I killed you, not him. So what else is uh, okay. Linda got to say? Oh yes. Oh yeah. I have given Linda's quote. Well, yeah. Some people like to fall asleep to this. So this is perfect. <laughs> for the uh, there was a story on how the WWF were handling the wartime situation, likely comparing it to. Okay, so there was they asked about um, the WWF's exploitation of the situation during the Gulf War compared to what they're doing now. Linda McMahon said that they were going to change the name of Raw is War to just Raw, and they're going to rename the December pay per view just Raw, just Raw. <laughs> Did somebody say just raw? Uh, and they're going to name rename December's pay per view Armageddon to Vengeance. We're going to name it to something more suitable. It's going to be known. W presents. We're all going to fucking die. <laughs> she also said the situation did indeed play a part in Angle getting the WF title on pay per view, which suggests that he might oh, not thanks, have won Linda. it. He might not have won it had had the, had the thing not happened. It was kind of like a, a, a serendipitous moment that you know this horrible thing happened and they went we'll put the belt on angle make that's great happy. whatever you just said that's great welcome back Linda I may have it I'm sorry right so Matt's going to give us the rundown of Smackdown in a second but before we do just a quick bit about dark matches from this show oh go on uh, Kai and Tai beat Chavo Guerrero Jr and just incredible so Chavo getting a run out there on the Bayview which is lovely uh, Russ McCulloch beat Steve Bradley oh okay uh, Russ McCulloch did not look good apparently uh, the Island Boys are on the oh, show. They beat go. Scott Vick and Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. Mm. Charlie Haas. Still getting a go there. Uh, on Heat, we had a mixed tag, which we see advertised here. Tajiri and Tori Wilson beat Taz and Stacey Keebler. Imagine how tall Stacey was compared to Taz. Jeez. Taz is just the right height to appreciate Keebler. It'd be like watching somebody walk their son to school. Uh, Tajiri beats Taz with a kick to the heat <laughs> uh, to win the match. Now, this is the reason... This is the reason why Taz isn't on commentary for SmackDown because they like to try and keep. <laughs> they like to make the live. I don't know why they just decided to won't put Taz on comms for this because he's doing the heat. <laughs> doing the heat match. <laughs> don't he'll get us. No, he won't. <laughs> and if he does, I'll just hold him off by doing that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I worry that the curtain is closed. Is the. The curtain's drawing in on Look, there. if it does, it's all right. I've got my, my rumba is fully charged. Just <laughs> <laughs> put him on it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, thank you for the thrilling news there. You're welcome. On to SmackDown. SmackDown. Uh, let's get to it. Woody wee woody whoa. <laughs> Thank you. It's actually yeah. It's like when we're in sync. It's you know what? It's right. up there with the, we were having a chat with Sam and I about eye dents okay. uh, and like how like Netflix has. Yeah. Uh, um, the Cold Hollow YouTube channel used to have one. The podcasts still do, which is the boom clap, boom boom clap, yeah. boom boom clap. Boom, boom, and uh, so I like that as an eye dent for the SmackDown review. Mm. Yes. Might do that live later. Uh, I think people are going to go, what? Yeah, I think... Witty wee, witty woo is so ingrained. It is ingrained. It is ingrained. 
I don't want to be like later day Sid in WCW when he he do his expression that no one knew and he goes, Mama said it'd be that way sometime. And no one would join in. Oh no, I hate when a catchphrase doesn't scan. Be like, Sid, how long have you been doing that for? Where did, where did that come from? Oh no. Uh, we're in the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. That's right, the Nutter Center. And it's full of nutters for the episode of SmackDown after Unforgiven. Is Dayton, Ohio anything to do with Daytona? I Daytona! So. That was on SmackDown this week. The other SmackDown. Yay! It was? Like 2022. They did, they did Daytona? You didn't see it. Oh, uh, Ray and um, Dom battled on the Daytona thing and they were giving it big guns to each other. I missed that! It was just a two-car race. It's not quite the same as playing, you know. Oh. The, what was the arcade division? Is it AM2? AM2, yeah. Yay! Oh, wow. Remember that from memory. I do remember the the, plant, the the logo from the AM2, the palm tree. Yes. It was a playable character in Fighters Megabix. Oh, that's what that's right. Mm. God. And you can make the Jeffrey statue dance. You can indeed. And did you show me one where there's some gears? Yes, in the later day Daytona. And you just and and they just if you wait for long enough, they just fly off. <laughs> I like they just had fun with Daytona. Like there was Daytona USA, the original Stanley Parable. Where like if you go against the if you go against the narrative, just crazy shit happens. Yes, and speaking of crazy shit, RVD versus Jericho in a hardcore title ra- uh, title rematch. Try to too much there uh, is later on tonight, but there's a limo backstage as opposed to front stage, I guess. <laughs> who is it? Is it Steve Austin, who we haven't seen since Unforgiven? We'll have to wait and see, because speaking of Unforgiven, two lads who still haven't been forgiven <laughs> are Kane and Undertaker, <laughs> who had the worst match of the year against their mates. <laughs> yeah, don't do me any favours, all right? Uh, they're wrestling Test and Booker T. Booker sucks and lost to The Rock again, but them teaming up means the weird sight of Shane O'Mac supporting Test at ringside. Something even weirder, that is odd, right? Mm. So this week has been a weird week for Shane McMahon. Obviously, he's in the corner of his son, Booker T. Yep, his son. He is now like the best friend, once again, of his Will Again, Will Again partner, enemy, mm-hmm. Test. He was on Opie Anthony this week Oh, Shane okay. McMahon. He talked about Jerry Lawler and like his absence from WWF and just said, like, you know, doors always open. So mm-hmm. da, da. He then talked about Stephanie McMahon's implants. Uh-huh. And Shane McMahon described his sister's breasts as two good reasons to tune into SmackDown. His sister's breasts. Like, I feel weird about Shane McMahon going on a radio show and going, oh, sister's got great knockers. Like. Da, da, da. My sister's breasts. Da, South Cleveland da, garages. Better than all the rest. Breasts. Breasts. The breeds. Uh, that sounds like Opie Anthony, to be honest with you. It does, actually. Uh, I hope this team wins and they call themselves Booker Test. Heyman asks Cole. <laughs> and, they, and they're like an online service for, for learner drivers. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for it? Then why aren't you Booker <laughs> Test? I just realised that. <laughs> Are you ready for it? Booker Test. <laughs> As a jingle, you're welcome. Heyman We're asks- so good to you. Even ask Cole, that's a lie, ask Cole <laughs> if he's concerned about the WWE titles being in the hands of the WWF lads. Cole says no, because the Dudleys are the WWF tag team champions and they're alliance guys. Yep, you can feel the allure of all these titles disappearing as the weeks go by. They just drip off them, don't they? Like uh, Aye. So much treacle. Aye. Speaking of which, Kane treacly slams Booker to <laughs> a giant pop. Booker! A giant pop as I check to see if I have tinnitus. 
as there's definitely a weird noise like a plane flying overhead during this match. Did anyone else hear this? Tom, did you hear yes, this? Yes, so this, right, this occurs throughout the night. I th Okay, so a couple of thoughts on this, right? So either they have turned up the volume on the live crowd... But consequently, they've picked up like some noises from like the fan in the building. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because they're trying to make the crowd, they're trying to sort of sweeten the noise without you but emphasizing the sound. Potentially, because there's microphones under the ring. Potentially, a microphone under the ring got moved or misplaced, so it's near maybe a generator. A generator. So possibly it's from that. Um, it's next to Linda's battery. It could be next to the Linda McMahon battery pack. It could just be the case that maybe there's a noisy fan in the building keeping the building cool. Uh, that's very likely as well. Um, but yeah, this this occurs throughout the night. There's a couple of points where they go away from the ring and it kind of quietens down, which makes me think it might be something in the ringside area, something yeah. that's mic'd up at the ringside area. Makes sense, doesn't it? Did a bit of research. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, thank you. Sorry, maybe the SmackDown hairdryer went through a few different versions before they figured it out and the SmackDown plane just didn't really take off. Oh... Booker gets worked over, which means that Test is the guy who gets a look competent. Oh, until Undertaker comes in and dumps all over him, of, of course. course. Test gets a low blow on America's crotch, so Shane and Booker can give him a kick in. America's crotch. <laughs> Booker tags in and gets major heat with his completely overblown knee drop and pose. I forgot he did that. <laughs> Just to set the scene in case you weren't watching, he revs up his knee. On a downed opponent. He's just vim, like... Vim, vim, vim! Yeah, brum, brum! Ooh. Knee drop, and then poses afterwards. <laughs> the rev up knee drop. A lesson... That's the real old school of The Undertaker. I want to see the rev up knee drop again. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Heyman calls out Undertaker's illegal closed fist, compared to Test's completely legal clothesline. That's a good point. <laughs> nice. Undertaker takes offense for three minutes, but he can't go longer than a Ramon song. So Test and Undertaker double down and then get up to do a double big boot and double down again. That spot usually stinks, but Test's big boot rules in 01, so this actually looked nice. Mm. Usually it's both guys looking reluctant to take it, so it's just like, eh, doing it as the fallen back already. But yeah, Test went for it this time. Yeah, absolutely went for it. I liked it. Yeah. Kane comes in like a house on fire. Oh, sorry, Kane. <laughs> and chokeslams Test, but Shane distracts the referee, allowing Booker T to scissor kick Kane. And Booker brawls of Undertaker at ringside, while Kane and Test apparently teleport into the crowd. <laughs> so Booker tries to pin Undertaker in the ring. No, Booker, don't. That never works. But the referee gets dumped. Booker can't use a chair on the big man, so Shane has to do it instead. But even Shane has to then take a last ride powerbomb afterwards, only for Booker to land a chair on Undertaker to win the tag titles with evil referee Nick Patrick. Solid match with typically protective finish for the dead man, hopefully to get Undertaker and Kane away from the tag division for a bit and go back to picking on Big Show, who is fat. <laughs> TNT get away by buggering off in the limo. Ah, that's why the limo was there. For a mm. quick getaway. Ah. One of several limo fake-outs that we do this week. <laughs> for some certainly. reason. I've put here, I know you want to say your stuff, but I'll put right. as a segue. That limo, which is something Kurt will need in years to come when he divorces, Karen Angle and the rest of the family <laughs> who jumped in the ring post-victory at Unforgiven. But as Heyman points out, JFK style, that Austin had his hand underneath the ropes and grabbing the apron with his other hand. <laughs> On Raw, Shane yelled at Earl, who apologizes, but doesn't reverse his decision. Yeah, get him, Earl. Now, Harvey Whippleman is one for reversing a decision. So uh, the, the ability to reverse a decision is very biased. No, that was Dr. Tom's fault, wasn't it? Well, no, there's a couple of occasions on Raw. Now, because we're, we're deep in 1996 on Monday Night Raw. Um, oh, it's about for the classic sorry. Raw review. 
And half, they've done this sort of very quiet sort of side storyline, like this C or D story, where Harvey Whippleman's been coming out and making notes about the shit officiating and then going to Gorilla Monsoon and going, you're ref to shit, mate, to which he becomes a ref. And there's several matches where there's shenanigans. And when he realizes shenanigans, he reverses the decision and goes, oh, no, you threw gold flex into his eye. In that case, he wins. That's a thing that I doing. have no memory of this. I Are you watching and... Superstars as well? As no, no, Raw? no. Sadly not. But we're, they, we're getting little glimpses of it on Monday Night Raw. Like they, they, They've not acknowledged it's a storyline per se, but you just kind of put two and two <laughs> together. They've acknowledged it. You have, you, they, they acknowledge Harvey Whippleman coming out and writing things about the referee. And he goes, oh, well, he's reporting to Gorilla Monsoon. He's doing an audit of the referees. Uh, and then, then, then the following week, he's a ref, and he's like reversing decisions and shit. Oh. so it doesn't like. And then, in, you know, in true WWF classic style, it'll just it'll just disappear. Wow! And some people say 1996 is the worst year creatively for WWF. <laughs> it's it's getting quite spicy on the Raw review because uh, on the one that you will you'll hear on Monday, you'll hear King of the Ring 1996. Oh well, there you go. That, and there's, off there's to the races we go yeah. with yeah. that bad boy. And by which you mean uh, a few months of fuck all, and then they remember he's over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. But then, having said that, like a little teaser ahead. The, the, the first match Steve Austin has as King of the Ring winner, 24 hours after King of the Ring, The Undertaker. Oh. I was like, oh, shit. Undertaker and Austin happened that quick. Oh, that's, the, that's right. That's one where awful. he yells, feed, King. <laughs> Fuck, King. <laughs> Fuck, King. <laughs> Fuck, King. Coming soon. Oh, speaking of Gorilla Monsoon, and I don't think there's any opportunity to bring him up. Please Have you him. seen the... Uh, the AI version of no no he doesn't say anything transphobic don't worry of Gorilla Monsoon on not yet Twitter where it's some guy just using his audio to make it sound like he's saying it it's like if Gorilla Monsoon did a podcast it's just him there ranting like would you stop of course I knew Carlos Colon wasn't a youngster at Royal Rumble <laughs> oh. <laughs> you fucking idiot what's the come <laughs> it's, on. All, it's called a sense of humor <laughs> I'm not that dumb <laughs> what's the uh... just do a Gorilla Monsoon podcast there's uh, I think about six of them now it's really well done okay Gorilla Monsoon podcast Podcast. I'm saying whatever the fuck I want. This is good. This is my yearly reminder that Lex Luger can fuck right off for calling me fat at WrestleMania 8. <laughs> I said it. Fuck all the way off. And your American flag shirt sucked too. Body slammed my ass. The brain was right. It was a hip toss. The SRO signs went out early for this one. Another sign that went out early was my big fucking middle finger to Frenchie Martin. What a piece of shit this guy is. Same goes for that other dickhead, Johnny V. What an unprepared sack of crap. Give me a break. Well, there's no question about it. No doubt in my mind. Art Donovan sucked. Always asking how much everyone weighed. Who cares? You know how much I weighed? 440. Fuck off. And while we're at it, who the hell decided to hire Jack Reynolds? Great fucking job, Vinny. Yeah, hire a guy that knows as much about wrestling as I do about hair care. Give me a break. What a dummy. I was happy to replace him. Even if it meant going to fucking Canada every month. Unquestionably, Vinny. Peter's actions were uncalled for. And that's why I chopped that fucker's nipple off. Give me a break. And I used to say to Greg DeGeorge, do you have any idea how much of an idiot you sound like? Matilda this, Matilda that. Give me a fucking break. 
Well, that's because of that other beauty out in California, that piece of garbage, Dave Meltzer. His fans voted me worst wrestling announcer six fucking times. Give me a break. I'll give you something to observe, you asshole. Dave, you try it. Sit there next to Lord Alfred while he's high. Mean Gene yelling, haul every three seconds. Johnny V and his general odor. Sean Mooney having no idea which way is up. Jesse Ventura rocking back and forth like a grandfather fucking clock. All while Vince McMahon is yelling bullshit in your ear the whole damn time. You sit there and do it, Dave. You can't even say hello without three sentences, dumbass. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and of course, will you stop? <laughs> oh my God! Out fucking standing. Joe Marotta is the guy who shared that. Oh my Joe God. Marotta, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, unreal. Six of them. Oh my so far. God. And his other tweets have been like, uh, "Don't expect me to do this every week. This is just a." <laughs> Joe, God bless you. God bless Amazing. you. Amazing. What a gift you've given to the world. Hold me. You can fuck off. Hold me. Fuck Vader. I often wonder what Gurlon's going to be like doing a podcast. And oh, now I know. God. Absolute scenes. What do you think of the opening match? It was like 10 minutes Fuck ago. off. <laughs> um, oh, heaven forbid Booker T cleanly beats The Undertaker anytime, anywhere, ever. And heaven forbid... Because he gets anything in on any WWF guys without his dad being there. Uh, uh, screwing us all around. I'm glad the belts are off Taker and Kane. They've, they're toxic for those belts. Mm. Get them away from there. Always liked Undertaker. I'm a big fan of Undertaker. Kane had some hell of a moments in 2001, but these two together at this particular point right now are fucking toxic. Yeah. They're just, they're just, they, they have shit matches. They beat everyone up. They win every time. They never make anybody in the alliance look anything less than bearable, uh, anything more than bearable, and they've just sacked two lads for not feeding properly. Yep. <laughs> so fuck them. So, yeah, yeah. so you're saying that the modern day equivalent of FTR. I agree, Tom. Oh! <laughs> I'm so happy the guns won. <laughs> FTR, fuck the writers. <laughs> <laughs> William Regal. Yeah. He was furious at Shane running his bollocks all over the WCW tag team titles. Literally, he's got his balls out and he's yeah. way, you bloody bugger. I'll do what I want. <laughs> so he's going to book the WF tag champs, the Dudleys, to take on Kurt and uh oh I bloody well know the bloody rock. Yeah, his show went up. History making moment. Mm. William Regal's eyes were threatening to pop out of his skull like he was on the surface of Mars in this segment. Good job, pal. I love that. First time ever the WCW champion and the WWF champion have competed on the same team at the Ooh. same time. History making, regardless of who owns what now. Yeah, that is history well. in the making. RVD and Rhino talk, and it sounds like porn dialogue. Then Canyon shows up to thank RVD for setting him straight, who were, and says something about Lita putting her hands on him. Every ex WCW mid carder has to be perving on leader. It's written the Ten Commandments. It's the rules. I mean, so the story here is like how much everybody likes Rob Van Dam in Austin's absence. How people are going to Van yeah. Dam for advice and for little for guidance. Yeah. And Rhino makes sense, but then Canyon's not even in the bloody ECW guy. And he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. It's but I think it's more a case of like he's going to like he's like becoming like a sort of de facto leader of the alliance. Yeah. It's he's the easy going lad. Like, he's yeah, the easy going yeah, yeah. guy who's quite cool while Austin's not around. So this is gonna this is gonna set up for some fun bullshine in the weeks to mm. come. I like this. Team Extreme, presented by Don't Smoke, Mummy Returns, and Subway Fresh Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> In that order. You'll need a few tabs and some meatball marinaras after watching that piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck off. I'll do what I want. 
Hold me. On Raw, Canyon pushed Lita off the apron and pinned Matt Hardy. Ah, oh, so he's teaming with Rhino tonight because he presumably wants to pile drive her through a table. Nasty bastard. It's his thing. Canyon has generic long tights and Alliance shirt. It's over for him before it even begins. Is it not an Alliance MVP shirt, though? No, oh, it's that bloody normal one. Oh, oh not the, right. No, it's not the MVP. That, that's gone now. I thought it was the MVP one. I'm mistaken. Oh, it if it was the Alliance MVP one, I'd say he's fine, but it's not. So no, dear. No, it's the one I've got a copy of. So can't be that. Shit. Uh, wait, the Hardys versus a new team. Canyon and Rhino, they've got this, right? Canyon uses his fancy Northern Light suplex to work over Matt, but Jeff makes the sweating profusely hot tag, not helped by Cole yelling, any part of his body can be a weapon. Stop it, Cole. Stop <laughs> it, Matt. I can't see my monitor for the sweat mist. <laughs> Jeff lands the swanton on Rhino, and Canyon lands an Alabama slammer behind the referee's back for the two as Jeff kicks out. Oh no, where's the formula? Instead, Matt beats up Canyon, but Rhino misses a gore, and then Jeff lands a tope con yari pal under Rhino at ringside. <coughs> Leader decks Canyon, and Chris walks right into a twist of fate. Okay, that's it. He's done. Even low down, we're able to beat the Hardys the first time around. Cole tells Canyon off for not controlling his hormones. Yeah, Canyon, stop being lewd watching Jeff Hardy matches. <laughs> so this was nothing. Yeah, it was a lot of nothing. It was a Hardy Boys tag match. With RVD and Canyon, the makeshift team. I think they should have won. Yeah. Yeah, never going to happen. X-Pac yells at Regal because he lost on Raw, but it wasn't his fault. Regal isn't asked as he's drinking tea from fine China. X-Pac says, wait, is she still in the company? And Regal tells him to shush. <laughs> pause there. I think Regal and X-Pac should have been fine with that. <laughs> He should have been fine with that because he was in the land of the giants. He big show. Regal says, China, that's where Vince Russo and Jerry Borash are going next. Shut up, X-Pac. You're resting. Big show tonight. X-Pac says, wait a minute. I'm the cruiserweight light heavyweight champion. Show is 500 pounds. He needs to lose 300 pounds to wrestle me in a line written by Jim Ross, I'm sure. <laughs> Regal tells him to bloody well bugger off. Basically, I like how everyone just goes, oh, by the way, Big Show's fat. Have you noticed? Like, oh, Big Show just sat there just crying into his pasta. Meatball Marinara, sponsored by Mummy Returns. I'm carving up for a run. Are you going for the run? No. <laughs> he gets his MS Dawson type run. <laughs> Oh, ah, shut up. Ah, shut up, Matthew. Shut up. Ah. Another limo shows up. <laughs> yeah, there's two. One for each of Big Show's ass. <laughs> One of them has to drive in reverse. It's so funny because, like, on the classic Nitro review with Sound Driver, uh, the giant has just become the world heavyweight champion. And oh. he is phenomenal in 1996. Mm. He moves like, uh, like, a, like a cruiserweight. And he's, he's just got such an imposing presence. Like, we're both like, fuck me, this is the guy. Build the world around this guy. And they go over here, fat, fat, lol, lol, fat, fat. <laughs> Time is cruel uh, and life comes at you fast. Yeah. That's the lesson Life here. comes at you fat. You said it. <laughs> Another demo shows up and it's Christian with a hat. Oh, and also an icy title. A kid asks for his autograph and he tells him, ha, no. Why was a kid just randomly walking around backstage? How did he get in? You know Is that he was? Agent Cody Banks? You know who that was? <laughs> that was Jack Perry. Fuck off. Was it really? That was Jack Perry. That was Jungle Jack Perry. His dad was filming a movie. His dad, I thought it was on this episode, but he's on the front row. And I looked into it. 
That's Jack Perry. Little this Jack is the Perry. start of the Christian. This is where it starts. No. This is where it starts. It's amazing, isn't it? That's crazy. It's bullshit. I just made that up. <laughs> You're a prick. You're a fucking prick. <laughs> I have a feeling it's I have a feeling that someone's gonna go, oh, that's fucking <laughs> Grayson Waller or something. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be someone. Honestly, you have one cherry Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's John Cena. Shut up. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Big Fat Show, <laughs> who the office isn't bothering to hide their disgust with, is here to wrestle X-Pac tonight, along with Albert, who the office doesn't mind because you can't fix head sizes. Well, you can in theme hospital, to be fair. You can. Oh, the plane noise is back, but this time it's probably show stomach rumbling. <laughs> oh, Mine rumbled as you said that. Oh, did it really? <laughs> I haven't had me run past You're still going, this is going great, Tom. <laughs> I haven't had me run past it. Matthew's on the road, shut up. Run past. I haven't had me run past her without the run. Jimmy Hart's run past her. <laughs> Did you know Big Show's never been swimming because it's <laughs> never been less than 30 minutes since he last ate? <laughs> Very sophisticated humour here. Hello, Big Show slams X-Pac over his head and under Albert at ringside, but this allows Albert to bonk him. Big Show now sells X-Pac like he's a salad and then choke slams him undramatically. Then Albert comes in. You think you're laughing now. Then Albert comes in for some boldo bashing, but don't worry, lads. Little Spike Dudley wearing a Big Show singlet oh runs out to God, help him. Oh, my God, the state of this. He lands the Dudley dog on Albert before being immediately dunked by X-Pac. The least flattering gear I've ever seen on a dude since Naked Midian. <laughs> the state of this. What an awful idea. According to The Little Show, this looks bad. Spike Dudley just looks pasty and sad here. No wonder Molly leaves him. <laughs> I was about to say. 
Christ. More on that later. Jesus Christ. What do you think of this exciting match? I feel bad of making fun of Big Show. The, the, the one guy in history that when you ask him, what, what, like, how many burgers did you had, is the same answer as what time is it? 8.30. We're going to wait play days now for this humour. <laughs> anyway, that's very mean. Um, it was, you know what? All lols aside... It was all right. It was brief. It was a David Goliath-style big guy, little guy match. X-Pac knows how to roll with these. It's how he sits his... But his bread and butter in the land of the giants, like he was in 1999. Bread and butter. Oh, something to mop up me run faster. It'll make me run faster. He tries putting Spike in a sandwich. Like, no, no, I'm your tag partner. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, right. Um, I thought it was... Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Good. Thanks. That's all right, mate. You're welcome. RVD talks to Steph, and he's too high to understand anything. Stephanie volunteers to help RVD tonight, but he declines, as he doesn't want her to do him any favors. Uh, I think she messed up on Raw, but we don't get to hear about that. She yells, I happen to be very good at favors to no pop. Uh, thanks see, to Chris joke... Jericho for that great line. Yeah, the joke is, the joke is that Stephanie McMahon is a slag. That's the yeah. joke. And if you don't believe us, uh, listen to Shame at Man and Opie and Anthony. Yeah, he says, oh, come watch yeah. Smackdown for my... Like, come watch Smackdown for my sister's tits <laughs> and nothing... <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Kurt Angle and The Rock talk amicably backstage. Kurt Angle wants to celebrate with The Rock after they win the tag titles tonight, and he wants to take him out for that thing The Rock loves. Rock gets excited. You know that thing you love more than anything else and Rock's tail starts waggling? Some strudel. Rock goes, whoa, mm -hmm. I'd like to remind you all that I love pie. Uh, big pie or little pie, but no strudel. Bicon Angle says, hey, pie strudel, it's all pastry. Yeah, what Bicon. a boy. Kurt is wanting to get some big, heavy jugs of milk <laughs> to down them with, and uh, The Rock is okay with this. This fucking turned into an episode of Bottom really quick, didn't yeah. it? I don't want pie, I want big jugs. Like... <laughs> going big. I'm going to go and find some big jugs in the canteen. And The Rock's like, yeah, go get some big <laughs> jugs, Kurt. I'm going to eat this pie. When it comes to strudel, Rock, he thinks he does protest too yeah. much. <laughs> Fellas, is it gay to eat strudel? Of course not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Angle and Rock having chemistry was nice. I enjoyed I enjoy it. It was, it was a bit of a knockabout silliness between the WWF champion and the WCW champion. First time, you know, first time teaming up tonight. So. Yeah, Kurt's a badass, but he's still a nerdy badass. He likes we all appreciate about. jugs of milk. Breets. But enough about Steph. Here's Steph with Triple H's theme music to throw me off for a few seconds. Yeah, like, a little moment yeah, like that. Like, here with no build, it's Triple H's <laughs> return. <laughs> Which is apparently how modern day audiences want Rock to show up on Raw. <laughs> Fair point, well made. Show up about The Rock. She's here to commentate, which means I've got to go get my dog some sleep meds. <laughs> RVD with very little pop takes on Jericho with large bandage over eye. Heyman points out that not many people can silence Jericho, but he's here all serious tonight. Heyman, so good on commentary. Snug German suplex connects as, as Cole speculates Stephanie is in to RVD. RVD is pushed off the top rope to the guardrail. He loved that bump. Stephanie tells Cole to shut up. It's not her fault Cole doesn't have a love life. <laughs> RVD suplexes Jericho onto a ladder 
followed by Jericho launching into the corner assisted ladder and a brutal rolling thunder onto a ladder onto Jericho. The crowd and the low-flying airplane approve. <laughs> Monkey flip onto chair, can't stop Jericho, who locks in the walls that Stephanie saves by taking a walls of Jericho, allowing RVD to superkick him for two. However, RVD then accidentally springboards Stephanie in the corner to set up RVD taking a brutal bulldog into a setup chair and a lion salt for no count as the referee is down. RVD then accidentally takes a drop toe hold onto a dead Steph, which then results in RVD ducking and Steph taking another bump. Bloody hell, what is going on here with this match? <laughs> Steph taking a pegan. RVD lands a Van Dominator to finally land a move that doesn't hurt Stephanie to retain the title. <laughs> the Alliance members then run out to scoop up the bits of Stephanie that float. <laughs> Dreamer, Hugh Morris, and others look after her backstage, and she's funny as she asks for water, and they bring her a bottle of water. And she's like, I don't get a glass! <laughs> Was that the same sofa that her and Kurt were necking on in 2000? Yeah, they, they bring it from town to town to save money. Yeah. Peter's can't have a sale every week. <laughs> I thought Hugh Morris was about to start kissing. <laughs> it felt like that at one point. That would have been very funny. Um, hey, I see what you did there. That's a good joke. Uh, do you think it's a bit of a... a right, bit, so I've been a, pulling faces. You can't see because my microphone's like right fucking here. Is it a McMahon-style <laughs> rib uh, to say, oh, Van Damme, you're half clumsy in the ring. He keeps injuring people. Steph, go do some sports. I didn't think about that. I did wonder whether it's oh. like, Steph, get out there and work with Van Damme. <laughs> It turns no, into a... no shade on Van Damme here. Um, he just he has a rep at this point for being a bit. No, and it, next week it's even worse, by the way. Or so. is it a case of here's a really quick way to slow him down to go right? You're doing some physical stuff with Stephanie McMahon, so you fucking wind it in. If you don't, you got so maybe maybe uh, I mean, he just just winds up and crow cops right in the face. <laughs> what? I don't know why I had heat and WF and do all. <laughs> One of those two, maybe. That's what I thought. I didn't thought about. I thought uh, McMahon Rib was you're fired. Um, <laughs> no, McMahon Rib is. I know a really good joke from the thirties. It's going to be a storyline. <laughs> I love it. People will love it too. They don't love it. Well, it's obviously the way that you're doing it. Get out. You told the joke wrong. Look, kids love Mighty Mouse. All right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They just love Mighty Mouse. They don't love Mighty Mouse. No, you're just not doing Mighty Mouse properly. Yeah. You're fired. It's the worst Mighty Mouse I've ever seen. You're fired. <laughs> but yeah, nice, nice match here. Didn't go all out as they did on the pay-per-view, but that makes sense. Still good fun, though. Exactly. Almost as much fun as the debut of the creeping DDP face smiling. Hey, yo, how can DDP make me like me? Well, DDP is going to get in my head, and he's going to get... In yours too. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I like me. You like me. And you're going to like you. <laughs> I hated these when they first aired. I fucking love them now. The stinker becomes the thinker. <laughs> Beautiful. Write that one down. I did in my head. Uh, so yeah, this is the birth of the DDP motivational... Speaker story arc uh, that's part DDP's idea, part WWF's idea. Because DDP was already into sort of this positive influence and motivational mindset stuff. I think by this point he'd started the yoga. I don't think he'd gone as all in as he has with DDP yoga, but certainly a practitioner. Uh, hence why, like, he's in his, you know, he's one of the older guys on the roster, but he's in tip top condition. Yeah, next week he goes, Did you do your yoga today? <laughs> Does he? Oh, there you go then. Oh, there you go. You haven't? Why not? His fucking face. He's a great example of a guy that, for better or for worse, just goes all in. 
And just like, okay, you want, me to be, you want me to stalk Sarah Calloway and be a dirty creep? Yep, you got it. I'll be the best dirty creep you've ever seen. Like, you want me to over-exaggerate my face and talk about motivational shit? Yeah, I'll do that yeah. too. Fair play. Fair play, DDP. A yeah. lot of time for DDP. And he's also got the whitest teeth I've ever seen on a man. Very white teeth. Yeah. Very white teeth. So he's all white teeth. He's got the creepy smile and everything else like that. Uh, yeah. This, this, I'm not sure where it really ends up, but these, these backstage bits are amazing. Well, it kind of, we, we, I like you. We take it as far you as you like me. <laughs> and it's just his face, by the way. There's nothing else that's shut. I don't think he's with the company this time next year. He wasn't long after WrestleMania, I don't think. Yeah, he competed anyway. at WrestleMania, and yeah. then uh, there was a match of Holly where he gets injured, and, and the draft happened. Ah. Uh, I don't think, yeah, so I don't think he's, but you know what, again, you can't fault a guy for just giving it socks and just doing his role, playing his role part, playing his part beautifully. Yeah. Good, for, good for him. Good for him. <sighs> Christian says he can't have people touching him, especially not children. Woof. Oof. Anyway, Christian is distracted by the rival of Edge, who is still around in 2022. Bloody hell. Edge wants to make Christian look like this and shows off. 2023. Out of interest. Twice this week. Out of interest. Oh. Out of, when did you write these notes? Were they last like two year? two weeks ago. Uh, There's no excuse. Fine, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You're fine. I find myself on the news podcast saying 22 every so often. Yeah, anyway. that's, that's fine. Uh, and shows off his scar he got from his unforgiven match. That bloody RVD. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make sure that he finds him, grabs him, and gives him the lugs boot of the week. <laughs> kill your brother and kill that look at the same time with lugs. <laughs> It's Taz beating Tajiri because Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson started fighting. Well, I think you can call it that. So on Heat, it's a mixed tag. Women are from Mars and men are from Lugs. <laughs> <laughs> Only men wear Lugs. That was until the, uh, the, the, the right to wear Lugs marches. That's right. It's part of the, the Munich Agreement. <laughs> until the, the, suffer, the suffer Lugs marched. Oh. <laughs> For the right to start wear throwing lugs. their shoes at horses. <laughs> there were many imprisoned for the right to wear lugs. All seven women that listen to this will be upset yes. by that, so I apologise. That's right. Uh, uh, Church at that time, he did that great speech about it. It just said, "Women can fuck off." <laughs> Wasn't a nice man, was he? Really? He was not a nice man. Speaking of which, Christian tries paying the APA for protection against Edge, but Bradshaw is so disgusted that he betrayed his own brother that he refuses the money Christian offers him and said he's going to go see Regal so he can beat him up some more. He's so disgusted. I love Christian being hated by everyone. <laughs> he's good at it. Not even the male whores will take <sighs> his money. I believe Farouk is out with an injury at this point. I don't think we see him for a little while. So Bradshaw's holding the fort down in the APA. Oh, thank God. And, and, and Vince is going, hmm, I forgot Bradshaw was a strong singles wrestler. Hmm. Yeah. World champion in a couple of years' time. Great. Oh, wow, 96 and 01. Wow, if, if you're big fans of unnecessary Bradshaw pushes, oh, you're in the right place. you're in the right world. And Molly is here for a match against Ivory. Literally the only person she could wrestle in a singles match during this period. Ivory has gear with big red circles on. She looks like Claudio's back after a match. <laughs> Solid match with Molly looking great and the crowd mildly popping, which is huge considering there is no division or TV time. But enough about AEW. Oh! They double down. Oh! No, Tom, not again. No. Oh! To quote the AI, will you stop? Oh! Oh! 
wop, They double down with a double headbutt and then Ivy rolls over and pins her. I've never seen that finish before. Wow. The <laughs> whoop. Oh, no. Oh, it, ah, but then the hurricane comes out and kidnaps her. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hippity hoppity. Women is hurricane's property. <laughs> they drive off in the hurry Davidson. <laughs> I mean, it's the hurry cycle, but I prefer the hurry, hurry Davidson. Davidson uh, yeah, so. Peyton Pendant. This, this kind of, I forgot about this. This makes the origin of Mighty Molly far darker. Far darker. Yeah, it's one of those bits you have to ignore to appreciate the character. Uh, yeah. yeah, he kidnapped her. Uh, Kurt Angle gifts The Rock a copy of his book. That's Kurt Angle's book. In case he's back from getting one. jugs. He announces he's back from getting jugs. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Just a... He's redacted and whatever. And tells Rock, hey, hey, Rock, you should write one. Rock says he already did. Kurt Angle says, no, he didn't. Keith Elliott Greenberg did, you ah. liar. And then Rock goes, who's he work for? And he goes, Wrestling Inc. UK. And he goes, no, dummy, he works for <laughs> Inside the Ropes. <laughs> he goes, don't bring this up with the podcast. No one knows who Keith Elliott Greenberg is. And he goes, how dare you? He used to write for the Ref Magazine. And Triple H totally remembered him at that one press conference. <laughs> you guys should move on. We have a title match against the Dudley Boys later on. You're all right. To which point there's a knock at the door. <laughs> and China walks in and goes, hey, guys, you're talking about Keith Elliott Greenberg? Yeah, 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 he worked with me as well. <laughs> oh, he's good, isn't he? Is he still at Wrestling Inc? Wait, wait, did he... Oh, I didn't know he wrote China's book. I think he did, that's a guess. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> he wrote all the books. His only thing is, apparently, he started writing Ric Flair's book, but then Mark Bannon had to take over because apparently it wasn't very good. I think opinions differ <laughs> on what happened there, but if you have to go to Mark Madden, because he's a better writer. Oh, that's a worry, isn't it? So China leaves the room. Yeah, China leaves the room. China he's never the room. seen again. It's a weird, Mick, weird last appearance there for China. Mick Foley comes in. <laughs> like, hey, hey, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Jack Perry's here. <laughs> Luke Perry's oh, son. Fuck, Luke, Luke Perry's fuck son's here. <laughs> and he turns around and go, that's not true. <laughs> and Crowley goes, lol, am I right? What type of dumbass would fall for that shit? <laughs> the timeline doesn't match up. And then McFoley leaves. He leaves then. He's gone. He knocks the door on his way out. And like, then, yeah. And then the door knocks again and Kurt Angle goes, fucking hell, what's this? Those house party. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, Bobby! Mr. Bobby, what are you doing here? The Keith Elliott Greenberg write your book as well. Oh, that's right, you're illiterate. Of course, Keith Elliott had to. Keith, lovely. Oh, you prick. Someone's going to at him and go, like, talking shit about you, am I? We love love Keith Elliott Greenberg. Yeah. Blobby, Blobby. Mr. Blobby can't say that about people. Kurt Angle says he wrote about the best match of his life. Oh, in his... oh God, who is this? Big Show. I thought you were talking about me. No, uh, no, no. You're just, you're no, just it's so... not a cookbook. You're just, so... <laughs> you're just so used to people insulting you. When we said Mr. Blobby, we thought we were talking about you. Okay, bye. I'll knock as I leave. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. I don't know who knocks as they leave. Kurt <laughs> Angle says he wrote about the best match of his life. Kurt Angle said he wrote about the best match I've ever had. I grabbed some cups. Look at this. He's alive. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle came in and there was a well, there was a flip chart that went. All right, guys, this is what we'll be looking at today. 
Will we be grabbing two jugs or will we be walking to our breasts? Ken Hagel, when you threw Steve Austin into that swimming pool, did you throw him overarm or underarm? <laughs> when you got back home after winning the WWF oh. title, how long was it until your hand went down your pyjama bottoms? <laughs> right. Right. When you took your poker set... <laughs> I think I'll move on. Move on now. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm leaving. Leave. There you go. <laughs> I knock as, I knock that's the I, signal. I knock as I leave. Oh, I got my back in the room or not? Okay, I've definitely left now. I thought by knocking again, I'd walk back you in. Know oh, I've, I've walked back you in. You know I've gone. Oh, I've gone. I've got to go again now. Okay, I've gone. You know I've left because I keep on talking. <laughs> no, I can, I've left the room, but I'm talking from outside the room. Okay. I'm not in the room anymore. I'm in the hallway. This is a log oh, segment for Smackdown. Someone over there is wearing lugs. Go and have a chat with them. See where you got them from. There you see your lugs. There you your lugs. Kurt Angle says he wrote about the best match of his life in his book when he beat Rock for the title. The Rock is curious why the Rock's victory only over him only got a paragraph. Tee hee. <laughs> why did tee hee make me laugh? And then Anti-Climax anti walks in to finish off this segment. Hello, I'm Anti-Climax. Oh! The Rock is like, you know what? Let's, the noise, Anti-Climax. Let's go out and smack down, eh? Nice bit. <laughs> I think we made that bit far better than the one it actually you know, was. Yeah. <laughs> Constant interruptions. New characters oh. introduced to the fold. Anticlimax. People are like, oh, I can't wait for fucking N64 games we brought up. It's a pure Vic and Bob bit instead. Bradshaw challenging for a singles title. So, you know, he's really enjoying this push we're being forced into. Get used to seeing this in 02, 03, <laughs> 04, dot, dot, dot. Bradshaw battles Christian around the ring for a bit as Heyman explains Stephanie has taken the limo to the hospital. <laughs> Why is the limo poorly? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the English language! <laughs> Thank you and good night. Oh, doctor, <laughs> my limo's not well. <laughs> ah. Also, Molly is fine and the hurricane is a good man. Cough. <laughs> Christian can't even use his title as a weapon against Bradshaw, so Christian tries to run through the crowd. Bradshaw follows him as he's suddenly the Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> Christian has enough of this malarkey and tries to escape using a limo, but the limo shakes a bit. It turns out Edge was in the limo and he refuses to let him escape as he's shagging him to death. Oh, sorry, beating him upside the head. So Christian runs out the limo and into the dark night, never to be seen again. Bloody hell, as if this wasn't painful enough. The final of Tough Enough airs after this episode of SmackDown. Yay! Maven and Christopher Nowinski are the men's finalists. Nydia Gurnard and Taylor Matheny are the female finalists. We'll talk more about them next Fantastic. All next my dentist appointments have come at once. <laughs> Kurt Angle heads out to tell us that one of his three eyes is integrity. Dr. Strange had one of them at the end of... <laughs> he did indeed. So now he's seen that Austin's hand was under the rope. He has to admit that he made a mistake, and he tells Austin that he can kiss his red, white, and blue ass if he thinks he's given the title back. Whoa, <laughs> it's true, that was it's nice. true. 
Oh, and then a third limo shows up <laughs> before the Dudleys do. Bloody hell. The Rock starts this WWWF, WWWF tag team title match uh, with Bubba. But this is The Rock who will sell and get beat up if he's teaming with someone bigger than himself. So even with The Mummy Returns being released this week, he allows Bubba to get a sidewalk slam and get double teamed so he can make the hot tag to Kurt. And it's very effective. Mmm, crowd are into this. Now that plane is going mental. Overhead on Devon, German on Bubba. I, I mean, American on Bubba. <laughs> Angle slam on Devon. Bubba makes the save and now Kurt is taking offense, taking multiple neck breakers because continuity, because that one pile mm. drive return. Kurt continues to take move after move from the duds, almost as if they're, fo- they're focused on working him rather than retaining the titles. Mm-hmm. Kurt with a broken freaking neck makes a broken freaking tag and The Rock with all of his closed fists just saying smashes Bubba and lands the people's elbow but Bubba breaks it up only to land in the ankle lock and then Rock lands the Scorpion Death Lock on sorry Scorpion King Death Lock it's not yeah. official name on Devon. this is it new champions new champs oh but then TNT and their dad <laughs> show up to beat up Brock Cole yells. Did we decide we're Cole them? yells. Wait, Cole yells. Where did he come from? Heyman says, the locker room. Where else? <laughs> Duh. Despite the fact they'd driven off in the limo. Yeah. And then the Dudleys put Kurt through a table with the 3D and then do the same with The Rock, who resists because eat Subway, eat fresh. But then he also takes a 3D through a table. <laughs> he takes a good 3D through a table. He they certainly both do. does. He does that. Of, like the closing shot of SmackDown. And sometimes you get The Rock selling and it's him like... Like, yeah, like the twitching. last seconds of his life. Yeah. The last sand in the clock. Just, I'll get you. And that SmackDown graphic, trademark 01, trademark UPN, tough enough after this. Shasta McNasty in half an hour. <laughs> Rock is dead. <laughs> well, I enjoyed the main event. A fourth limo show up to show the end bit of the review, which is where <laughs> we asked Tom what he thought of this last match and what he remembered. Really good fun. Uh, in that main event. I thought the crowd were into it. White hot crowd in Dayton. Thank you for that, Dayton. Uh, uh, I, I like Rock and Angle getting 3D'd at the end. I thought it was good. I thought it was nice, you know, nice way to put over the Dudleys. My big bone of contention is always that a tag team should be better than two singles wrestlers, regardless of where. Now, obviously, the issue here is like you've got the two top singles wrestlers on the planet against one of the top tag teams on the planet who are the WF Tag Team Champions. But still, it's a tag match. So obviously, the tag team should be better. So I'm, I'm not upset that the Dudleys didn't win. Uh, I'm glad The Rock and Angle didn't win. And I'm happy that the Dudleys got the one-up. With the help of Booker Test yeah, yeah, of course. at the end of it. But still. If you're feeling confident, then you should. Book a test. Yay. There's the synergy. <laughs> Feel confident. Book a test. That could be anything. Learning to drive. Pregnancy. <laughs> COVID symptoms. Book a test. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all so three. That, what's that? All three in the same day. Just as toes tingling and excessive thirst lately. Book a test. <laughs> just worth checking. Uh, yeah, I thought. Okay, so from this week, what? Now you weren't really watching at this point. I think we've established that. So oh, do off want... again. I think as I, my yeah. memory's completely to mean chair shots the head. I guess so. Uh, I remember Molly Holly getting abducted. I forgot it. I oh. forgot Molly getting abducted. And again, it makes the, the origin of Mighty Molly. Because even as a, a kid, darker. I went, wait, the double down after a headbutt? That got the pin. That's amazing. Mm. 
That might be the only time that's ever happened in recorded history. Um, what was something you forgot? Because my thing was little Spike Dudley's little gear. Oh, God, I forgot. I forgot that as well. Uh, I also forgot that this was the night where Angle and Rock teamed up. The first time that WWF and WCW tag champ, first WWF and WCW heavyweight champions teamed up mm -hmm. ever in history. So it's an iconic moment. Uh, so I'd forgotten that, but I think we should give the little nod to the little spikes, little show, little singlet. My God. Oh, God, the little show. That's something else. God bless. God bless Matt Tyson. I want to say his real name is uh, Matt Tyson. Yeah, God bless. Right. God bless Matt Tyson for, for wearing that. His his month is going to get much worse as well. His weeks will get much worse. But we'll talk about it next time we're together, which is in two weeks' time. Uh, apologies for the absence for, for next week. We will be back in two weeks' time for another classic SmackDown review. You've got to look after yourselves until then. Anything exciting on the horizon for you over the next oh, two just weeks? Oh, cultaholic live. Oh, the small oh, matter of cultaholic live in a bit. Small matter of that. Oh, just that. Looking forward to that. I'm going to be seeing some friends uh, in, I forget where they live, actually, but that's going to be a fun journey, isn't it? Really <laughs> are, Matthew. Can't you know where what? They live, I they know live where there. they live. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Making up the fact I have friends. Shut up. You go go find friends. your own bloody friends. Um, so that'd be nice. Go to the zoo and see some penguins. Nice. I love that. I love, I'm excited for you. I'm so am I, man. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast feed this week, uh, gosh, two watch-alongs. Uh, you've, we've got King of the Ring 1996 watch along with Jack Atkins for the classic Ooh, war review. It's a good one, man. And uh, in, in contrast, Slamboree 1996 with myself and Sam Driver for the classic Nitro review. May 19th, 1996. Is that the one with the giant Hogan Cage? Uh, no, giant oh. Sting. And then the Lethal oh. Lottery Tournament. 15 matches. Oh, God, not Lethal Bloody Lottery. Yep, join us for that. It's a thing that happens. Life oh, is like a wait. Lethal Lottery sometimes, especially here at Cultaholic. All the exciting things going on. You know, at least it's not going to be dull. Never dull. Never a dull moment. And until the next dull moment, he is at Matthew <laughs> Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> at Colin on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Um, jugs. Love you. Bye. <laughs> We're going now, so. Oh. <laughs> In fact, that's the out. That's the out. Don't forget to join us. Leave it now. Love you, bye. <laughs>Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 